Welcome to the Southside Community Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Hahn. We are located at 1815 South P Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Well, I was going to open with the history, but you pretty much done that, and I appreciate that, the history of the nation. But when you got to the flags, <laughs> I don't know why the Lord put me, I was thinking the same thing you was about the flags. I got a, a friend of mine a few years ago give me a, a, a Betsy Ross flag. It's got the 13 stars in the circle, and, uh, and uh, I hang that out every... Memorial Day and every 4th of July. And I tell you, it's just a blessing. But I got to looking at that flag the other day and took pictures of it. And uh, I thought, you know what? The flag's, well, represents all this. So anyway, I looked it up. I had Cordy to send these to me. So I looked it up and went, took down some notes there. <clears throat> and I want to read this real quick before we get into the message. The flag, the flags... That's flags. That's all over the world. Represent a nation's land, people, and government. A national flag is an important symbol for most countries. To better understand a country and its culture, we can learn what the different features of the flags itself represent. Most flags have at least one of the seven colors. The popular colors are black, blue, green, orange, red, white, and yellow. Each color has a certain meaning. For example, red means courage and white means freedom. The meanings can be different in each country. <clears throat> Stars on the flag might stand for a country, state, or provenance. Other flags use pictures or symbols to represent their country's identity. The American flag. 50 stars represents 50 states. 13 stripes represents the first 13 colonies. The red represents courage, and the white represents freedom. I never knew how many, I never counted the stripes on the flag. <laughs> never given a thought. <clears throat> then, not only that, what they represent. They represent the original 13 colonies. <clears throat> and then here's our first flag. I'll tell you a little story behind it. George Washington brought a sketch to a, of, a, of a flag that had been drawn uh, and brought it to a seamster named Betsy Ross and asked her if she could make this flag, and she said uh, she would try. On, the, on that sketch uh, was a flag that had 13, uh, 13 red and white stripes and 13 six-pointed 13 six stars. Betsy changed the stars to five points and told George Washington it would be, it would be easier to work 
and better for that we'd have a five-point star in, in the flag. And he agreed that it was uh, worth uh, whatever she could do. And this became the first American flag. <clears throat> Betsy Ross got a contract from the military to make the American flags, and she made hundreds and hundreds of them. In June 14, 1777, Congress adopted the Stars and Stripes as our official national flag. And in the 18th century, the flag was more of a military tool, like a tent or like a military uniform, and was seen in the in the uh, that way. But as America won the battles and men lost their lives for freedom, the flag became more as a symbol of liberty and patriotism as it is to us today. Amen. I thought that's so good. So when you stand and salute the flag and sing the American anthem, remember that. <clears throat> the Christian flag. Amen. Charles... Uh, O.C. Uh, Charles, if I can remember his name here, Charles O.C. O'Burnant, a Sunday school teacher from Brooklyn, New York, realized that there were no uh, flag to represent Christianity as a whole. In 1907, began the official plan and formation of the Christian flag. The Christian flag began to be accepted by most Protestant churches and they displayed uh, them around the world in the late 1900s. The Christian flag has the same colors as the American flag. Each of the colors used in the Christian flag is a symbol and a meaning. Red stands for the sacrifice and represents the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross to redeem the world. The blue stands for faithfulness and loyalty. The white stands for purity and peace. It also represents the church, which is the body of Christ. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Let me read you this note real quick or I'll forget it. We need to be thankful. And I know we are in this church. We ought to be the most thankful people in all the world today for the land we live in and the freedoms we have in this nation. We ought to be thankful for all the people who sacrificed their lives for the cause of freedom, from the pilgrims who left all and came to a barren wilderness and cut down trees and made their home here, to the man that died holding up the American flag when the entire British fleet of warships bombed Fort Henry. To the farmers who were called Minutemen 
that had to be ready in a in a minute's notice when the British were coming through to be ready to fight. And to the patriots like George Washington and his men who sacrificed their lives in the in the weather, the horrible weather, in the battles where they were outnumbered uh, by their enemies, 50 to 1, knowing that death was imminent, pressed on toward the enemy uh, for freedom's cause. And the leaders of our early nation who gave, who said, give me liberty or give me death. Now that is patriotism. Right. Amen. Right. The men that were in charge of this country, I read this a while back, huh? And they were the men that ha that had the wealth. They had wealth. They were they they came from England over here into this society, into this nation to help establish it, huh? And when the British came, huh, to fight, they said those words. All that I have, huh? All that I got, I'll sacrifice it to freedom and freedom's cause. Quote from George Washington. Did any of you guys watch that video I sent? It's really good. Yes. It blessed me. This is a quote he said, George Washington. He said, The thing that sets America, American Christians apart from all other people of the world is that he will die on his feet before he will live on his knees. Mm -hmm. right. Amen. Huh? I got to thinking about this and what was said this morning. And uh, I got to thinking about, you know, those, those people that established our nation, huh? They didn't, they really didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Huh? There was a cause and there was a drive in them, huh? That they they wanted freedom, they wanted liberty, and they understood that to a certain point, but that there was something inside of them that said, drive on, regardless of the consequences and death itself. Because the purpose to stand up and fight will be worth it all. Amen? God was in it, people, in the founding of this nation. Right. Amen? He put people in charge, amen, of this nation that gave everything. Huh? I thought about that flag in that story. How it stood there all that time. Hmm? How it stood up and, and the British had all their ships loaded. I don't know if you've seen that picture, but those, those ships had those cannons. And every so many feet there was a cannon and another one and another one and another one and another one. Just one ship. Huh? And they unleashed all those bombs. And the purpose was to get the flag to fall. <laughs> you know what that means? 
When the flag fell, that means defeat. That means it's over with. The enemy's, the enemy's won. Huh? And it's said there in that story that the, that the general of the British Army couldn't understand what was going on. Huh? And the next day, after it was all over with, that flag was shredded. <laughs> It'd been directly hit, I don't know how many times, and it was tore up. Huh? Pieces of it, but it was still waving. It was still standing, and it was bent. <laughs> huh? And the first, the first line of the Star Spangled Banner, huh, that Francis Scott wrote, was the truth. He witnessed it and seen it. But what held the flag up was the man that was inside the fort, <laughs> willing to sacrifice their life, huh, to keep that flag up right. and keep it up. High in the air, they wasn't going to give it up. It said that when when those when those men that were holding that flag and their dead bodies were were there and, and they were bombed when the bombs came over to kill them, they moved those dead bodies out of the way, and live men came up and held it just like they did. Then when they were killed, another group of men came up. You know what that is? That's patriotism. Huh? Give us liberty. Huh? Can you see it this morning? Or give us death. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> patriotism. The definition is the feeling of love, devotion, and sense of all attachments to one's country. Patriotism, listen to me, is what's lacking in our nation today and in high places especially. Most of our leadership today, listen to me, and businesses and Wall Street have sold out their patriotism for the love of money. And our nation is paying for it today. They are, they are selling out this nation to the lowest bidder so they can stuff their pockets on the money. And America is put last on the list instead of first. Amen. <clears throat> Industry and money is number one. That's the mindset. Now I'm talk, not talking about ordinary people like us. I'll tell you the mindset of the businesses have sold this nation out to other nations for money. I'll give you one example. Look at the automobile and the automobile industry. You know they say Subaru. Well, you can't get any more American made than Subaru, huh? All these foreign cars—they're made right here in America. I had a man tell me one time. Um, 
he had a Toyota or what is it a, 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 a Tundra or whatever them trucks are I can't remember and uh, we got to talking and he said you know what he said a lot of people say things that that's a foreign car and all this he said that's made right here in America I said yeah that's right but who owns it who owns the company mm -hmm. other nations other nations let me get into the lie that having read the word yet I got two passages I'm going to look at here real shortly. I'm going to go over to Psalms 33. 33 and verse 12 says this. You don't have to go over and follow it. It says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom He has chosen for His own inheritance. And then in 2 Peter Chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Which in times past were not a people, but now the people of God. Oh, what a verse. Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Our dear Heavenly Father, we pray, God, for just a few minutes, Lord, you'll be with us. Help us, Lord, we pray. Give us your anointing, Lord, that we might see the great truths which is in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. This scripture was written for the land of Israel. Israel is God's people. Amen. They are his chosen one. That's why David wrote this. David was, was the, the, an Israelite. And he was in this number of people. Amen. He said, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you something. Uh, George Washington said in his quote, he said, you cannot run a nation huh, and run it right and keep it going. Huh? Lest you have God in the Bible in it. Amen? Amen? How true is that? Huh? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Now I want to tell you what that means. Huh? That means that God is the ruler over the people. Amen? Amen. Huh? In our founding of this nation, huh? our leaders, my friend, were on their knees Praying for God's guidance and God's direction and God's establishment huh? and our constitution and all those great documents huh? were written through prayer and belief in Him. Amen? 
establish us, oh God. Huh? We can't do it without your help. Huh? We're a brand new nation, Lord. Huh? That the world is against us. We need your help and your guidance. Huh? We'll have reverence. We'll have respect for your word. Huh? That's exactly what took place. Huh? In the foundings of this nation. Amen. God blessed America because he had a plan. Huh? For this nation. Huh? It was a light and a beacon, my friend, that set on top of the hill that could not be hid, my friend. And it was a beacon of freedom and liberty to people across the world. Amen? Hallelujah for that. Huh? Bring me your sick. Huh? Bring me your lost. Bring me your suffering. Bring them over here, my friend, and we'll preach the gospel to them and show them and tell them who Jesus Christ is. Amen? The only one that can set man free. Huh? From his sin. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. This nation, my friend, I've been around in a little bit of places on this job, traveled many miles. Huh? In 34 years at this place. And everywhere I go, although we're scattered all over the land, is churches. Huh? Churches everywhere. Huh? In big cities that I've been in, and small cities I've been in, and, and little tiny towns you go through where it's just one main road. Huh? And there might be an old gas station abandoned there. Huh? And there's a church. I tell you, God was behind it all in this nation. Huh? Built churches and scattered them across the landscape. Huh? Where men were without excuse not to be in church. <laughs> Amen. And I'll tell you another thing. Huh? This nation, God give it to us. Huh? For the missionaries huh? to go out from the United States. We've had more missionaries huh, in, in any other country or nation in the world huh, that sent missionaries out all over the globe to preach the gospel. Huh? To bring lost people that know nothing about God into the kingdom. Amen. Missionaries established for that also. Huh? A nation that honors God. Amen. A nation that respects Him. All of our laws huh, and everything were written right out of Moses in the Bible. Huh? I know they're not enforcing them today. Which they need to. Amen. And a people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Amen. Praise God. You know, George Washington and all those young soldiers 
that were under him. And all the, all the military. Huh? See, we were weak, really. We didn't have no armies like other nations did. We had no power. We were just a bunch of pilgrims. <laughs> Basically, they came over here and established the land. And I look at that, and I look at that. And I see Israel was the same way. They were just ordinary people. Huh? And we were outnumbered in so many wars. In our early, in our early days of this nation. Huh? But we had patriots. Huh? God raised up men like George Washington. I could go through, I don't know their names, but we could go through all those captains and colonels huh? and all those men. Who were in charge. Huh? Brave men. Went out and fought the battles. Huh? And won them. I forget what battle it was. I can't remember. And I, I see the picture so vividly. Huh? Where George Washington. Huh? I don't know where they was at. What battle it was. But the picture... I tell you, a picture gives us images in our minds. You know what? And that picture was back across on this side. You've seen the soldiers and the camp and, and, and the men and the fires that were gathered around. Huh? And you've seen those military guys and soldiers. They were, I don't know what they were doing in the picture. Couldn't really tell because they were separated. Huh? They was probably maybe eating. Uh, maybe talking, maybe discussing battle plans. Huh? But on the main part of the picture, it showed George Washington out away from them, separate by himself, on his knees, praying to God. Huh? Knowing, knowing that there's no way, huh? This battle that lies beyond that mountain, there's no way we're going to win it. Huh? There's no way we can defeat that enemy. But the, the George Washington, huh, the general, knew that. But he had faith in God in another power that would be able for him and his army to defeat that army that lied ahead. Amen? I want to tell you something, huh? David was a young boy, a young teenage boy, huh? And he was just a shepherd boy and a lion and a bear that came along the path to destroy the sheep. Listen to me, huh? I tell you what, could have ripped David into a million pieces. But I want to tell you, praise God, there was another power that overcame David and he was able to defeat the lion and the bear. Huh? That's exactly what it is. Huh? That won this nation was a supernatural power <laughs> that we needed huh? to establish this land and give us the freedoms that we had. And God blessed America and used us, my friend. Used this nation. He's blessed us above all other nations. And used us for one purpose, for the gospel to be preached in the old world. Amen? 
Hallelujah. The divine hand of God. The providence of God. Hallelujah. For that. And then, I want to quit here. Get you out here early today. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into a mar marvelous light. Amen. This is the Christian life. Huh. You know, we got dual citizenship. You understand that, don't you? The Christian. <laughs> we got an earthly citizenship. That's where we're at here. But we also got a heavenly citizenship. <laughs> Amen. That was purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I tell you what, this blesses me. Huh? This is a great, great scripture. Huh? You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Amen. Huh? I want to tell you something. <laughs> I'm so glad this morning that we got a great high priest. Yes, that passed into the heavens. All right? And I'll tell you what, when Christ came, huh, He shed His royal blood on Calvary to redeem us and bring us into the family of God. Amen. Huh? This precious blood. And I want to tell you something, huh? You and I this morning that has received Christ as our personal Savior has royal spiritual blood flowing through our veins this morning. Hallelujah! Praise God for that! Hallelujah! What a, what a privilege to be in the family of God this morning. Huh? A peculiar people. That means a different people. A people that's set apart, my friend, that has been called. We've heard the message of the gospel. Somewhere we heard it, my friend, and we believe it and accepted it, and God changed us completely. Mm -hmm. I tell you, we was in darkness. We were lost in our sins. We were headed for hell. Huh? Hear me out. Huh? We were headed for eternal death. Huh? Where it's no ending in the eternal pit of hell and a flame. Huh? But God drew us out. Huh? Spoke to our hearts. Brought us under conviction. Huh? And took us in by the blood of Christ. Amen. And now, not only are we in the family of God, and we got royal blood flowing through our, our veins, huh? We're not alone in this life. Huh? We got a great high priest huh, that has experienced <laughs> everything we go through, everything we've been through. Huh? 
He's qualified, my friend, to sit in this high place because he's the Son of God that gave the ultimate sacrifice for mankind. Huh? No greater sacrifice than this. Huh? You know the scripture said, no greater sacrifice than a man lays down his life for his friends. And that's so great and so true. Amen. Praise God for that. I'll tell you what the greatest sacrifice was. Huh? Was that Jesus died on the cross. Huh? To redeem fallen man. Amen. And this nation has been blessed because we put God first. Huh? We honored Him. We honored His Word. We honored the morals huh, that He said in, in His holy book, the Bible, the Holy Word of God. We honored those morals and we followed those morals. And I want to tell you something. And when we come to the point that we don't put God first anymore, we're going down. Huh? We're on a downward way. Amen? I want to tell you something. Huh? So the scripture said that there was a man who went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Huh? I probably need to preach on that sometime. Huh? And the thieves caught him and they stripped him of his clothes. They stripped him of all he had. Huh? I want to tell you something. He was in the holy city. Okay? The holy city of Jerusalem. Huh? And he was going down to Jericho. An ungodly city. Huh? Anytime, my friend, when you leave the holy city and you start heading down to an ungodly city, to reverse that and determine that, anytime you've got a holy and a righteous life and, and a calling of God and God's on your life and you know that what's right and what's wrong and you, and you go down huh, to sin and destruction, Put God second, put Him third or fourth or whatever, I guarantee you you're going to go down. Huh? And I guarantee you the devil will strip you of every spiritual thing you got. Huh? He'll take it all away. Huh? I want to tell you, huh? America needs to get back on the right path. Huh? If you can't see what's happening today in this nation, then you've got to be blinded. Huh? I want to tell you something. I'm glad that God left a remedy. <laughs> and a church and a people, my friend, huh, that, that has been adopted into the family of God. Huh, they've been changed and transformed. They know about the book. They have the Holy Spirit in their lives, guiding and directing them. And I want to tell you, there's no features. they got a plan to make it to heaven and they're not going to turn to the left or to the right. They're going to go straight on through right. huh? Man. where the Holy Father is in the end of this day. Amen. I tell you what, we got to preach the truth, church. we got to live it. Huh? What would, what would profit us Huh? If we hear all these things, huh? And not do anything about it. 
Be a hearer of the word, but not a doer. Huh? We have to be a doer. We have to live it every day of our life. Amen. I want to tell you something. I've experienced this so many times, and I know you have too. Every time you try to get closer to God, there's so many things that happen. The enemy comes in and does so many things to deter us, to get us off of that path where Christ is. Amen. I want to tell you something. No wonder she said, I didn't know how much I needed God until he was all I had. Amen. Make God your all. He'll take us through the, take you through this life. Amen. What a blessing it is to be a child of God this morning. I want you to think about that for, for a minute. Huh? What if you didn't have God in your life? Huh? What if you never knew anything about this great salvation that you're experiencing today? Huh? I tell you what, you wouldn't have the family you got today. Huh? You wouldn't have the friends you got today. Huh? You wouldn't have the church. But thank God for His great love and mercy huh, and His Holy Spirit huh, that showed us and proved to us that Jesus is the light of the world and in Him is no darkness at all. He led us out of this darkness into the marvelous light of this salvation. There is nothing greater than having salvation down in the depths of your soul. Huh? The things of the world, yes, they'll satisfy for just a little while. Huh? But they'll be gone tomorrow. And tomorrow's reality. Huh? That's what the drug addict does. The sex addict. Huh? The alcoholic. Huh? They try to drown everything in drugs, in alcohol, in sex. Huh? Huh? Get, get into it and it makes them feel better or they think that, that it does. Huh? But tomorrow's coming and the reality will set in when all the highs come down and all the joys come down. Huh? And when it's back to reality and, and it's just them and the realities of life. Huh? Then they got to go back. Huh? That's what the devil does. And they get stronger. The urges get stronger. The temptations get stronger. And the, and the more that they have to have it. Huh? And it's got to last longer. It's just a big mess. But thank God he delivered us out of this darkness. And adopted us and took us in. Amen. I want to tell you something, and I'm going to quit. Uh, one of these days, listen to me, church, we're going to be in heaven forever. For all eternity. Huh? We'll go to church for the last time, and then we'll have a church for eternity when this thing's all over with. Huh? I can tell you just as sure as I'm standing here that my dad, I'm going to see him again one of these days. Huh? That's a pure... I tell you, that's not something that I hope so, but it's a no-so. Amen. I know where he's at. I don't understand all of it. I can't figure it out. Huh? I don't know a whole lot about it, and it's hard to understand because I got a human mind and a human thinking. Huh? But I tell you, when it comes to the Spirit, 
huh, that witnesses to me where he's at. Huh? Where he's at, and one of these days, I'll be there. That's all that matters. You don't have to explain the whole thing. <laughs> Amen. Let's just trust in that and believe in that. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm so thankful to be living in America today. I want you to know that. I'm proud to be American. And I'll tell you something about America. Uh, the Americans, the true Americans, is, is that we have freedom. Huh? In this land, we can go anywhere we want to. We can be anything we want to be. You understand that? We have the freedoms to do that. Huh? And, and, and we have the liberty to just be free and not under dictatorship or anything like this, okay? So that makes us, that's what makes us different. Huh? But the thing about it is, huh? We all have one thing in common. We'd rather lay our lives down and keep that huh? than like George Washington said, be on our knees under somebody else's world. That's why they fought. That's why the men fought. They fought for their, their, their freedoms, for their family's freedom, their grandchildren, huh? their children and their grandchildren and generations to come. They fought for freedom's cause. Amen. So we as Americans have that all in common. Huh? 9-11 hit. You remember that? When 9-11 hit, they sold more the Bibles. You couldn't find a Bible in any store. You remember that story? If you heard that or not. <clears throat> there was flags littered all over the nation. Huh? Home, about every home when they when they put it on the news, they would they would show a street and a block, and every home had a flag flying. Huh? Why is that? Patriotism. Our country had been attacked. Huh? And we're Americans. I want to tell you, Democrat, Republican, and all the disagreements and and, and all the opposition left. And we all became one. We didn't know what was going to happen. Huh? They, they struck our Pentagon. Think of that for a minute. Huh? Our military. Huh? All of our military intelligence and all everything, all that, that runs everything in the military, our protection, they ran a plane into it. So what do you think? We didn't know what was going on, what was happening. But we all reunited together. Huh? As one. Amen. Because of what? Because the values and the liberties that we had lived in and those that had been passed down to us. Amen. The liberties of freedom. Living in a free nation. What plane was that? The one that went down to Pennsylvania. Was that Flight 77? 93. 93? There were some Patriots on that plane. Where was that one heading, Jason? Did they, do you remember that? California. Where? 
that was headed for, it was some government, had been some government thing that was going to hit. Oh, no, the rumor was they, they were in a process of turning around to hit, go back to the Pentagon. It was going to hit, that was going to hit it? Yeah. The second plane. Yeah. That had been number two. But, but, they, but the passengers took over. Right. And crashed it in. Right, no, that's what I was going to get at. Okay, so it was on its way to the Pentagon. That's the second plane. Huh? The people on that plane knew that. They knew what was going on from telephone calls from their family. What'd they do? Huh? The Patriot thing. We'll just give our lives and kill these guys that's controlling this plane. Huh? And we'll die to save the lives of hundreds of other people. Amen. Was it Todd Beamer? Is that his name? Huh? The one that's in charge? He planned this all together. They busted through the cockpit. Huh? Got them guys. Before he said that, before that happened, he set all up this plan to raid the cockpit, to get the pilot and those who were in charge. And it was all planned out. And he said, let's roll. <laughs> you remember that statement? I remember it. He said, let's roll. And that was the key. And he went in, huh, overtook the pilots. You know the rest of the story. Plane crashed in a field in Pennsylvania. The only ones that died was the ones that was on it. I really didn't know anybody, but one person on there out from the news, from watching the news was Ted Olson's wife was on there. I don't know if you remember Ted Olson or not. He was a Christian man, into politics. He was been on many committees, and he was a great, not good guy. And his wife was a Christian too, and she was a good woman. I remember seeing her when they showed her pictures. Uh, this is who we are as Americans. Uh, we'll lay down our lives to protect our nation and our people. Amen. Praise God. I'm done. Thinking about the first responders, I got I mentioned that. I got two son-in-laws that put their life on the line every day. And we pray for them every day. You never know what one call is going to happen, what's going to take place. I remember years ago I got called out on a I can't remember what the call out was for. It was in the middle of the night. And uh, went to Hartford City, started home. It was about three or three thirty in the morning. Started home and down 26, State Road 26, heading west, and I looked over in about a mile. I could see a house on fire. You see the fire coming up through the roof. I didn't see any lights. There were no sirens, no, I mean, no, no lights flashing, nothing. But man. So anyway, I went, started down that road, the road that run east and, or north and south. I got to the east and west road turn and that house was burning there was nobody there no no ambulance no fire trucks no nothing and I thought what am I going to do it was out in the country nobody well, there was a house kind of catty corner across the street down a little ways you know how it is in the country your next neighbors hard telling how far away it's in the middle of the night huh I thought, what are you going to do, Mark? What if somebody's in there? 
What if there's a family in there? Or children or whatever? I'm not no firefighter. <laughs> what am I going to do? I called, I did call, made a call, told them where I was at. I remember going up to the house, hollered, real loud, never got no answer. Went to open the door and the door was, I'm telling you that front door was fire engine off. Uh, opened the door, went in. I started walking in that, into that house. Into the, I believe it was on living rooms. Things happen so fast when you're in that position. When you're in that situation. I walked in there and I hollered at the top of my lungs. Never heard any, any voices. And I'd take a step. And the house was just creaking. I seen the flames huh, in the upstairs part and in, in the ceiling and everything. It was burning and popping and cracking. Huh? And I felt like I'd done all I could do and I got back out. Huh? I come home and I thought about that. Thank God for the first responders who will go in to a burning house like that. Huh? To save people's lives. Huh? The policemen. Huh? That will go to a mass shooting knowing their lives in danger. Huh? To give their lives to protect people. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for the men and women in the military, the first responders, and all those who take, they put their life on the line to keep us safe. And they're there when they get the call for our, our any call for help. They're their first ones there. Amen.